Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is We Are Alcohol Free. I am your host, Simon Tomlinson, and this is a podcast all about stopping drinking and being alcohol free. For the last few podcasts now, we've had some amazing guests from all over the world talking about why and how they stopped drinking and what impact, what positive impact it's had on their life. Today, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different, and this is going to be just me flying solo, talking about my own experiences with stopping drinking. And I'm going to be talking today about a very specific topic and something which is very pertinent to me at the moment, and that is social isolation. And I think that this is also a topic which will be very pertinent for lots of other people out there who are listening. One, because I think it affects people in general these days, and I'm going to go into that in a little bit more detail. Uh, I think it's something that affects people who are stopping drinking even more. And at the moment, we have just gone into another lockdown so in the UK where I'm filming this in England specifically we went into another month-long lockdown which started yesterday and that is going to have a big effect on social isolation so there's lots of things that are happening which are contributing uh, to people feeling isolated feeling lonely so I want to talk about my own experience and also talk about some of the things that I'm doing at the moment to try and address it so I do think that it is a rising problem at the moment I think it's something that is affecting Uh, people all over the country and all over the world and I think a lot of well a a big reason for that and a big reason for for me is with the invention and the rise of the internet and of social media because it's very easy to feel like we're connecting with people because we can send them messages on Facebook. We can look at stuff that people are doing on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We can be sending people messages and I know I can I can sit at home and I can be sending uh, dozens of messages every hour to people and it kind of feels like I'm connecting with them but I'm not. And that makes it very easy to just sit at home and not actually go out and see people for real face to face and I think that that has a real impact on our mental health and our mental well-being because ultimately human beings are social animals we are animals that have lived in tribes for hundreds of thousands of years since the Homo sapien uh, species was created uh, or evolved rather or whatever you want to think but um, we've been around for a long time and we lived in tribes for a long time and we would have spent almost 100% uh, almost all of our time with other people whether that was going out hunting, going out gathering for stuff or eating food together we would have been with other people and 
if we were not with other people then actually that is a real threat to our lives because if we're by ourselves then we're more likely to get eaten by some wild animal or get injured or whatever so I think that when we are on our own it causes a disturbance in our mental well-being which is like a warning sign that we should be with other people because that's that's good for our safety Um, but in modern society we don't really need to be in tribes because we can live on our own and and we're not going to die however our our brain hasn't really caught up with modern society so i think that we still have those mental imbalances when we're not socially active um so for me i know that my my loneliness and my social interaction and i don't i don't really like using that word lonely because it makes me feel i don't know it feels it feels like a bad word it feels like something that i'm ashamed of it feels like i'm doing something wrong if i'm lonely um so i tend to use the word social interaction more than loneliness but i th- i think they kind of both mean the same thing but i do know that at the moment i i definitely am very socially isolated and when I was talking before about humans used to spend almost all of their time with other people and in tribes I'm I'm like the opposite of that I spend most of my time by myself um, just doing general life stuff or working on my business because I am self-employed at the moment and I spend the majority of that time working by myself so then the only time that I actually spend with other people is when I actively arrange other things with them but I could easily go for several days without actually seeing anyone uh, face to face and without even having having any phone calls um and i never thought that that was a problem but i do think it's a problem now and it's something that i'm i'm trying to address but just kind of going back through my own like timeline of where this has come from it's i think it's been a lot more prevalent over the last few years for me because when I think back to how I was as a child growing up, I always had friends and I had my family unit that I that I lived in. And although I was definitely quite a shy child and a shy teenager, I always had people to, to hang around with. I always had friends that I was seeing in school and seeing outside of school and never had to, to make an effort. And then when I was getting into my mid to late teens, I then discovered alcohol, which helped me to overcome that the social anxiety that I had and the shyness. And it gave me a lot more confidence to actually enjoy socialising. 
and it very quickly became something that I did. Um, it very alcohol very quickly became the key ingredient to all of the social interactions that I was having. So from the age of like seventeen or eighteen, I don't think I I did socialise without consuming alcohol. Um, I guess apart from when I was uh, at college in in the lessons or at university in the lectures, I wasn't drunk in those situations. I promise. Maybe once or twice. No, no, I don't think I ever went to a lecture drunk. Definitely hungover, but never like drunk. Um, but certainly all of the things that I would classify as social events I would always at least have a few drinks if not get absolutely smashed um, and that kind of continued all through my my 20s and early 30s that alcohol was always the thing and I think there were two main reasons of why alcohol was such a key ingredient and one of them I've, I've already sort of touched upon and talked about which was to help me overcome my social anxiety. Because uh, some people say that it's a facade and it doesn't really help with social anxiety. But from my own experience, it definitely does. Because I know that I could be standing in a bar and uh, to begin with, it's quite awkward and quite difficult. But as soon as I've had a couple of drinks, it loosens me up. And I'm not saying that's a reason why we should be drinking but it's definitely a reason of why I have drunk in the past and it has made socializing a lot easier especially when it comes to meeting people of the opposite sex and getting into dating um, going on a first date and having a couple of drinks definitely makes the experience feel a lot more relaxed and a lot more natural and a lot easier um, and the second um, sort of reason why I drank was it was a it was a reward. So when I was in social situations, I would well the the purpose of going into those in, social interactions with people wasn't to be social my main my main purpose was it just gave me an excuse to drink so i used to be very social because it meant that i could drink and gave me an excuse to drink and therefore it gave me the reward of drinking because it releases dopamine and all of the other neurochemicals so i was encouraged to socialize more because I was getting the reward from it. So anyway, um, the the short story or the short summary of that is that during my uh, teenage years, my 20s and my 30s, I was very socially active. So um, I was uh, I was going out drinking a lot, but not like not always to massive excess, but definitely drinking was involved nine times out of ten. Um, I was also working in a full-time job where I was in an office, in a team, so I was 
socially involved with with other people during my working hours which just again to point out I never was drinking when I was at work not that there's anything wrong with that well yeah there is kind of something wrong with that but if you've done that then I'm not <laughs> I'm not passing any judgment but um I'm glad that that's a line that I I haven't personally crossed um no offense intended if that's you who's listening um and also during my 20s I was in a long-term relationship and she was very close with her parents so there was always lots of social stuff going on but then during my 30s things slowly uh, took me further and further away from being social so one of the things was I split up with my girlfriend at the time and started living by myself then I decided that the nine-to-five job that I was doing wasn't the thing for me and wasn't what I enjoyed so I started uh, looking at how I could get out of that and another thing that started happening was I was able to work from home so I, I was living by myself then started to work from home by myself but still within an organization and then uh, I took the plunge and gave up my day job which was this time last year so it's slowly knocking off all of those um, ways that I was being social without really realizing it and another thing which um, sort of knocked one of my social legs out from under me was stopping drinking because I've been trying to stop drinking now for the last three years and although I haven't been successful in all of that time I've certainly been more alcohol free than I have been drinking and it's made it harder to socialize normally because like I said in the past most of the most of the times when I was socializing was in a bar or in a pub or somewhere where there was alcohol but now I I said to myself that I'm not going to drink anymore I didn't want to put myself in those situations and I found that sometimes meeting people for things like a coffee actually put me under a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety and a lot of pressure and I didn't always enjoy those experiences because I found that the the like a one-to-one -one conversation with someone was so intense and because of my anxiety it just it made me feel bad so rather than in the past getting rewarded for for socializing which I was getting rewarded because I was drinking alcohol now I was um forcing myself to go into social interactions with people because I knew that I needed to do it but I wasn't necessarily enjoying doing it because I was finding it hard because ultimately I am a shy and introverted person who does suffer with um, a degree of social anxiety so all of all of these things were sort of building 
upon themselves of coming out of a relationship, working from home, leaving my full-time job, not really enjoying socialising, to to then get me to the to the point where where I pretty much am now of recognizing that now I I spend like I haven't worked out but probably about 90% of my time maybe more than that is spent by myself in my flat in Birmingham and although I live in the city centre in Birmingham so I'm surrounded by I don't know how many people live here maybe a million people that live here um it it almost makes me feel more isolated being surrounded by so many people but not really being connected to them because one of the things that um that I do notice is when I go out to the country people in the countryside tend to be a lot more friendly because you walk down a little country lane with someone walking their dog and you say hello to each other whereas you walk down the street in Birmingham or any city in the UK or anywhere over the world and you don't say hello to random people as you're walking past that's just a bit weird but out in the country it's it's an acceptable and normal thing to do So I've I've got myself to the point now where I've recognized that I need to be more socially active and I've recognized that because I spend so little time with other people um that's a big reason and a big cause for the depression that I have and when I feel depressed, I want to drink alcohol. So if I want to be successful in the long term at stopping drinking, I know that I need to tackle my depression. And if I want to tackle my depression, one of the, the key pieces of that puzzle is to be more socially active. But because of where I've come to over the last few years tackling that social isolation is quite a quite a big deal and it's something that's hard to do um, because it's not just a case of saying oh I just meet up with people more often because I've tried doing that in the past and and I can put the effort in for a little while and be a little bit more socially active but then I find that um, I just kind of revert back to my normal way of being. So I'm trying, I'm now trying to identify things that I can do to be more socially, um, to be more socially active. And one of the important things is being socially active in a way that is going to make me feel good and isn't going to make me feel so um, anxious and stressed out. So one of the things that I would like to start doing more of is playing golf. 
And golf is a really, really good activity for me from a from a social point of view because typically, I mean, you can play golf by yourself, and I I do often play golf by myself, but it it is a very social sport where you do normally play with one or up to three other people and a round of golf can take four hours so you're spending four hours in the company of a few other people um but what i like about golf compared to sitting in a coffee shop for example is that with golf there's a a focus on the actual activity of playing the sport of playing golf so the like social um the social aspect of it is a secondary thing it's not the main focus and that's helpful for me because i know i can just i can focus on the golf and the conversation will happen i don't really need to worry about it because most of the time we'll just be talking about golf stuff and i can talk about golf stuff all day every day um but along the way we'll probably have some nice light-hearted banter about stuff or and we might have some like real deep and meaningful conversations as well and it's got a nice mixture of different things um, and also with golf one of the things that i like about it is that there's lots of natural breaks in the conversation so while someone else is playing a shot there's no conversation while i'm playing a shot there's no conversation um if the other person hits their ball over to the right side and mine's over to the left side then we're going to have a few minutes where we're not talking to each other and that's really helpful for me because it gives my brain a chance to just calm down a little bit and just to be able to relax a little bit because when i'm in a, a like a solid one-to-one conversation then i find it just requires a lot of effort and attention and i get tired from those kind of conversations very quickly so golf is a fantastic activity for me and i know that it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea so (laughs) excuse the the tea pun (laughs) Um, So it's not going to be everyone's uh, picnic playing golf. But if you are socially anxious yourself, there might be some other kind of activity where you can do where you can still engage with other people, but where you're not having to be so um, engrossed in it and so focused on it. Um, So another one could be maybe doing photography, because if you're going out doing photography, then a lot of the time you're, you're focusing on taking pictures and you can have bits of chit chat around it Uh, so that's one solution for me which is golf for me or some kind of um, activity that you enjoy doing for for anyone out there who is looking for ideas Uh, solution number two for me is (laughs) dogs Um, I've recently become a a dog lover I've always kind of liked dogs, but I'm I'm getting more into dogs now um, because they're they're nice to hang out with, and uh, it's it's like being with someone, but not necessarily having to have a conversation with them, which is 
good for me because I get that that company without having to have that full-on conversation all the time. Or if I go out with a friend who's got a dog, then a lot of the time we're talking about the dog and the dog can be the focus of the conversation. So in a similar way to what I was talking about with golf, it kind of, there's a focus on something else. Uh, so with the dog aspect, I would like to get a dog, but at the moment, I don't think I have a stable enough life to be able to offer a, uh, a, a home environment that a dog needs. So I'm, I'm meeting up with friends who have dogs and uh, going out with them for walks and stuff, which is really good fun. And I've also discovered a website which is called borrowmydoggy.com, I think it is, where you can set up an account and it's a bit like internet dating for, for dogs where you find owners nearby who have a dog and then you can message them and um, go out with them with the dog or you can take their dog out for a walk and I've done that a couple of times. Um, so there's a little bit of human interaction there but it's also nice to be able to go out with um, just taking the dog out for a walk so I would definitely uh, recommend that for for anyone else who is listening the third solution for me is work um, so I have I have my own business at the moment but I've been finding it a little bit difficult with the uh, coronavirus that's been happening so I haven't been getting the work coming in which I'm a video producer and photographer so if I was getting work coming in it would involve lots of human interaction but because the work hasn't been coming in I haven't been getting that interaction um, so I'm now actively applying for normal jobs working in an office working in a factory, working in a warehouse. I'm not really too bothered about what that job is at the moment. I just want something where I'm going to be engaging with people on a regular basis, nine to five, five days a week. Because one, that's going to help give me a little bit more financial security at the moment, but it's also going to give me more um, more interaction with real people and and that's a really important thing at the moment so yeah that's i i think if if i can get a job working with people then that will make a, a really big difference solution number four is my living situation so at the moment i live by myself and i also live in the city so one of the things I would like to do is to move out of the city and to live in more of a countryside location. Maybe live in a small little village somewhere. I have identified a little village that I would like to live in and I am making steps to move there, which is good for, well, it's a beautiful area. There's loads of nice nature nearby. It's also close to a couple of friends, so I'd be able to see them on a regular basis. And one of the things that I'm considering at the moment is maybe moving into some kind of shared accommodation. 
I'm not sure about that because I do quite like having my own space, but I'm considering it. But I'm I'm gonna kind of see. I'm gonna see what happens. Um, I have got a place to move into. Uh, one of my very good friends, Evie, has kindly um, said that I can live in her flat for a couple of months until I, I find something a little bit more permanent, which is fantastic. Um, so thank you, Evie, if you're listening. And <clears throat> and then I'm going to kind of see how it goes because getting a job might resolve things a lot better. Um, and I might if I get a job, then maybe I'll be happy to then live by live by myself. <clears throat> and I think that would be the ideal solution is if I can work in a job and then live at home, because I think I'd prefer to live by myself. I don't know if I'd... If I, if I had a partner, then I'd love to live together with my partner, my girlfriend or wife or whatever... But I don't think I really want to live with random people. I think that would do my head in. But we'll we'll see. And then the final solution for me is being involved in a group that I'm seeing on a regular basis. And that group for me is One Year No Beer, which has been mentioned on this podcast so many times. I should be trying to get some kind of advertising fee from them but I can assure you that there is no paid endorsements on this show so anything that's mentioned is just completely honest opinion but I am part of a uh, a regular zoom catch-up call with one year no beer which I can go on every single day and that has been extremely valuable for me because it means that I'm I'm at least seeing people and I know it's virtually over a screen but at least I can see people's faces and it's nice to hear what other people are doing and it's the same people uh, most of the time so I've started building up relationships with those people which is lovely and I've even started going out with some of those people and seeing them Uh, face-to-face so I went out last weekend and saw uh, Tracy who's got a lovely cockapoo called Ernie and I also saw Owen who's got a lovely mixed breed dog called Freddo so that kind of like killed two birds with one stone by seeing people and seeing their dogs as well so they're the things that I'm doing to try and get myself out of this social isolation situation that I'm in, which is not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time and it's going to take effort. But I think one of the most important things is that I have recognised that I need to do something about it. I am taking those steps to do something about it. And in some time in the future, I don't know how long it's going to be. It might be weeks, might be months, might be longer than that. But I'm, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. And that's, that's a really important thing for me. So what I would say if there's anyone listening who is also struggling with social isolation... Um, 
that it it is possible to get yourself out of it and to be more socially active it's not necessarily easy but it's possible and i think it's just a case of doing taking small steps and and moving towards people and trying to spend more time with people where we can and and i think that for me it will help me to to just be happier as a person and if i'm happier as a person then i won't need to drink alcohol so poor god that bring, i think that's the end of the podcast i've been talking solo for half an hour blimey half an hour of just me um i hope i want i wonder if anyone's actually kept listening all the way to the end if you have kept listening all the way to the end why not send send me a message on hmm <laughs> i should have thought of this beforehand i tell you what if you're listening right now then i'm i'm going to make you my star listener for next week so send me an email to simon at assaymedia.com or send me a message on instagram um my instagram is at we are alcohol free and leave me your name and i will mention you on next week's show as the listener of the week (laughs) so (laughs) talking about next week next week i'm going back to interview someone and i'm really looking forward to it it's it's someone who is called Alex McRobbs. She's a Canadian expat living in Dubai, and she's a yoga teacher and sober coach. Um, and she's been recommended to me by someone that I'm friends with through One Year No Beer. Um, so I'm sure that it's going to be a really fun and really inspiring conversation with her. So if you want to listen to that then make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and i'll see you there i think i think that's the end now (laughs) i should stop normally i practice this bit but this one's a little bit loose (laughs) right let's end it there (laughs) see you next time